0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Functional Retirement Podcast. I'm your happy-go-lucky certified financial planner, Thatcher Taylor, and owner of ProPath Financial. The Functional Retirement Podcast is where we get technical about your wealth, philosophical about your purpose, and inspirational on your fitness as you go into retirement. Today, we're going to talk about a way to get tax-free income in retirement. It's a very, very commonly talked about technique. We're going to break down the technique and we're going to figure out if it even makes sense. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of reporting and we got to figure out if it even makes sense. Today, we're talking about the backdoor Roth conversion. Okay, so you'll be able to find the video and the audio on www, that sounded funny, www, very rural of me, www.propathfinancial.com slash post slash backdoor Roth. And there's going to be a blog article there explaining a lot of this too. So www.propathfinancial.com slash post slash backdoor Roth. If you have any questions, you can all uh, reach out to me there as well. Click the get started link. Okay. So the backdoor Roth conversion in one sentence. We're going to do this in one sentence, and I think this is a good one. I came up with this one. This is a good one, and then we're going to break down the sentence. So check this out. A backdoor Roth is when your income is too high. You can make a non-deductible contribution to an IRA and convert that amount to a Roth. And now you're in Roth rules. So let me say that again. A backdoor Roth is when your income is too high, you can make a non-deductible contribution to an IRA and convert that amount to a Roth. And now it is in Roth rules. That's pretty good if I do say so myself. That's essentially it. That's what a backdoor Roth is But we're going to break down that sentence into its specific parts. We're going to deconstruct it. And through this deconstruction process, we're going to get a really good understanding on whether or not you're going to need to do a backdoor Roth. So the definition, the first part, your income is too high. So that means you exceed certain limits to contribute to a Roth IRA. You get to make a non deductible contribution to a regular IRA. Because remember, people like IRAs because they are deductible with their contributions. Then you convert it to Roth. And now you're in Roth rules, which means the money in there and the earnings can come out all tax free. So we're going to break those down even further. With these four elements, we're going to be able to deduct whether or not the backdoor backdoor Roth is even possible and if it makes sense. And then we're just going to see if it applies, if it applies to you. The reason I'm bringing this up is because it has been asked to me a lot about the backdoor Roth because you're going to see the income limits for the Roth IRA are pretty high here in a moment. And the higher earning years come usually when you're past age 50 and you start to think about, man, I'm going to have a big tax bill in retirement. I want more tax-free sources. So let's see if this fits. So again, propathfinancial.com slash posts slash backdoor Roth to read and learn more. You can also find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Podcasts, they're all available to listen to now or should, YouTube. That's why I'm making this video. Hi, from my garage gym, my favorite place on earth. This is where I'm recording today if you're watching on YouTube. And I'll probably be recording here more often, but anyway. Okay, part one, income is too high. So not everyone can contribute directly to a Roth IRA. You make money, you pay some taxes, it hits your bank account, and then you contribute to a Roth IRA earnings grow, tax deferred, and you can pull the money out as long as you don't break the rules after age 59 and a half completely tax-free. So there are income limits for the Roth IRA contributions. Those Roth IRA contribution income thresholds for 2024 are $230,000 to $240,000 for those married filing jointly. And that's your MAGI, your modified adjusted gross income, which is basically your adjusted gross income with some addbacks. backs, but we're not going to dive into that today. If you're single, it's one hundred forty-six thousand to one hundred sixty-one thousand, and those limits are all up from twenty twenty-three. So those with the income above the top end of these thresholds, which is two forty for married and one sixty-one for single, are not allowed to deposit money directly into a Roth IRA. And failure to abide by the income thresholds, they have what's called an excess contribution, and you got to fix it more time, and probably more money too. Now, do note that there are no income restrictions on Roth conversions. Anyone with a traditional IRA that has money in it, regardless of income, can convert. So we're talking about contributions where you make too much money and you cannot directly contribute. And in the IRS eyes, it's not semantics. Conversion and contribution are different. So that's where the income portion comes in. So now we're answering the first question. Can I even do this? Or do I need to do this? The first place you need to look is your income. So the next part is the conversion to the Roth. Here's how this essentially works. You can make to an IRA, not a Roth. So let's table the Roth for a minute. You can make a contribution to your traditional IRA and then you can convert it to the Roth. That's allowed. That circumvents the income limitations. Another note: there are no income on the Roth conversions. Did I already say that? I think I already did. So anyone with a traditional IRA, regardless of income, can convert from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. This is a big thing leading to retirement: is Roth conversions, because you're wanting to move money out of a taxable state or remove yourself from having to distribute as much as you have to with required minimum distributions and getting them to a Roth where it's tax-free and very simple and controllable and there's no required minimum distributions. It's important to recognize the IRS does not consider a backdoor Roth to be a step transaction or to be otherwise illegal. So that needs to be very clear. In 2018, a tax law specialist with the IRS tax exempt and government entities division stated that a backdoor Roth IRA will not be challenged by the IRS. So that money that you add to your traditional IRA, the non-deductible contribution and then conversion to the Roth, which all happens at your custodian, will not be challenged by the IRS. So it's nothing to be concerned about the process. It's legal. We're ready to go. So let's just clarify a certain situation. You take $7,000 and you contribute it to your traditional IRA as a non-deductible contribution. So you don't get it put on your tax return as a $7,000 reduction in taxable income. Then you take that $7,000 subsequently and turn it into Roth IRA dollars. You convert it. Your custodian or whoever has your IRAs will have a process for this. And then boom, you're in the Roth IRA at that moment. Here's why that process matters. Just a little refresher. If you'd have left that money in your traditional IRA and you invested it properly and over a long period of time, your $7,000 contribution turned into $20,000 and you had a bunch of these contributions. And so say you had a few hundred thousand dollars. The earnings on those contributions, if it stays in a traditional IRA is taxable to you. Those earnings are taxable as ordinary income when you withdraw the funds or have to withdraw the funds at required minimum distribution age, getting the money into the Roth. You don't get an upfront tax deduction, but those earnings, they grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. You invest, you do a good job and you give it a lot of time. Those earnings, as long as you don't break the rule, which basically is wait till age 59 and a half, all that can come out tax-free. That's the difference. You want earnings to be taxable or do you want to be tax-free? That's the big Dilemma that you need to figure out that we're going to talk a little bit more about in a second. Now before we move on to number three, the prorata rule, I'm going to drop this little nugget. You, you got to know this. this is an extremely important piece of this. A backdoor Roth conversion works best and should most likely only be done when you don't have any money zero dollars in your traditional IRA account or 401ks. So this is a very difficult process. Old 401ks, I say. So this is a very difficult process. The pro rata rule is based on you having money that's already in your traditional IRA and you trying to make a non-deductible conversion and convert it. That's where we have a problem. It's essentially like this. This is the perfect little analogy that you can envision in your mind on what happens here. When you make a coffee, you make the coffee, it's black coffee. When you add cream to your coffee, it no longer is black coffee. You cannot pour out the cream nor the black coffee in itself. It now is a mixture of cream to coffee. So let's say you have eight ounces of coffee and you have one ounce of cream. There's always a ratio or a portion, eight to one, that if you poured a little bit of that coffee and cream out, some coffee and some cream is gonna be poured out. That's the same thing with the pro rata rule when it comes to backdoor Roth conversions. The pro rata rule dictates that when an IRA contains both non deductible, which is after tax, that's what non deductible means, and deductible pre tax, Funds, every dollar that you pull out or convert from the IRA must contain a portion of the after tax and the pre tax funds when you make the conversion. So you cannot target the $7,000 that you contributed and just pull out that money. At that point, you're going to be pulling out a portion, a ratio. Of pre tax and post tax money. So, the conversion portion, the backdoor, the reason why it's so cool is you can make a $7,000 non deductible contribution, assuming your IRA is empty. And then you can move it to the IRA, the Roth IRA, excuse me, the Roth IRA, and there's no taxable event that happens there. Nothing happens. But if you have $100,000 in your IRA and you add $7,000 in a non deductible contribution, and you want to convert $7,000, only a portion of the $7,000 is going. The remaining $7,000 that you convert comes from pre-tax money, and that is taxable to you. That's that's the biggest piece of this. The pro rata rules, the biggest. The next biggest thing is the reporting of it. We'll get to that in a second. So again, why you do this is because you're wanting to add more money to a Roth IRA to put you in a future tax-free tax free distribution state from that account, but you can't do it because you make too much money. And so you want to use this option. This is possible, but you have to make sure it fits your particular situation. Okay. So let's say you go through with it. You you want to do the backdoor Roth, which is fine. There's going to be three forms that you're going to have to watch out for and to make sure you report this properly. So when a non-deductible contribution is made to an IRA, the IRA owner has to say that there are after-tax dollars in the account. you got to tell the IRS that there is. So you have to track this. So the first thing is you got to track all this. This is done on Form 8606. And if you don't file Form 8606, you could get double tax is the IRS is not going to have any idea that that contribution was a non-deductible contribution. They're going to think that that $7,000 that you received in your bank account from your earnings, it was taxed once. If you don't tell them that it's a non-deductible contribution, you try to pull that money out. They're going to put that $7,000 on your income as taxable income. So you need to tell them with form 8606. That's number one. When the dollars leave the traditional IRA via the conversion, so they come into the traditional IRA and then you move it over to the Roth IRA, a 1099-R is in ROY is going to be created by the custodian of your IRAs for that year to show a distribution from your IRA, which is fine, no problem. And it should be coded on there properly But you'll have the form 8606 to show you made a contribution that was non-deductible and you moved it out. A backdoor Roth contribution will also give you a third form, which is form 5498, which documents the conversion. That shows that money was contributed to IRAs or Roth IRA for that year. It's usually box three. So you need to report that it was non-deductible. It's going to report that you converted it or distributed it out of your IRA and put it in the Roth. And then three, you have to have form 5498 for your record keeping showing the conversion happening in your IRAs. So although this is a phenomenal method to get more money into your Roth IRA, there are so many elements to, that come into play, especially the coffee analogy. You need to make sure that your IRA is empty. So the next question becomes, do I even need to do this? And it all comes down to taxes. When you evaluate your taxes, you need to figure out if you're going to be in a higher tax bracket now or in retirement, now or in retirement. If you're in a higher tax bracket now, maybe using this method isn't the best and you're going to be in a more favorable tax bracket later. If you're in a low tax bracket now, but for some reason you think you're going to be in a higher tax bracket in retirement, maybe this makes sense. But is the taxation and the ongoing reporting throughout the process of this worth it? I haven't really encountered a situation that requires consistent backdoor Roth contributions. We can usually mitigate taxes by using the proper contributions in the 401k. And if there's an after-tax bucket in the 401k, we can use the mega backdoor Roth contribution within the 401k. But very rarely do we need this. Something that I'm doing a lot more for clients is the Roth conversion, where we're not trying to do a non-deductible contribution and then convert it over to the Roth. We're just taking existing IRA dollars and converting them in the proper sequence sequence over a series of years where we're repositioning your taxable state from a future tax heavy state because of the deductible IRA becoming taxable in the future and getting that money into a Roth IRA where the future tax ramifications are minimized or essentially eliminated. So the conversion from the IRA to the Roth is the bigger method that I've been using just without the non deductible initial contribution. So the conversions are a phenomenal tool that could be used. And remember, conversions have no income limitations. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It really doesn't matter. It only matters with how much taxes you can pay or you can afford to pay on the conversions. That's the big thing. You got to make sure that you can pay the tax bill and that you're converting the money properly. But two, you get the tax-free state in the future based on your tax brackets. And there's no amount that matters. There's no limits on how much you can convert. If you had a half a million dollar IRA, you could convert a half a million dollars of it, regardless of how much money you made. You just need to make sure to pay the tax bill. So that's how it all works together with the tax ramifications now and later. And then once you get the money in certain types of accounts, you got to make sure to invest them properly with a proper asset location, and asset allocation that's going to prepare you for your retirement properly and achieve those goals that you're looking for. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to help. I am accepting new clients. So if you're over the age of 50 and you got a pretty good net worth and you need to sort this out as you get close to retirement, go to propathfinancial.com. And you can click the get started link, fill out the questionnaire. I'll reach out to you directly or you can click the link below in the comments or the show notes. It'll be there if you want to reach out to me directly. I am so happy you tuned in and listened today. It's Valentine's Day. So make sure to go get your loved one something nice for Valentine's Day. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.